This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Fortress, 1985. For one teacher and nine children, the lesson of the day is kill or be killed. Oh no! Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. And I'm Troy. And there's no Hotlanta. Yeah. Nope. Even though he was one of the people who requested this movie. Oh, wait, no. That's how he always does to us, the little fucker. It's true. <laughs> he always does this. He's like, hey, I watched five minutes of this movie. It seemed pretty wild. Let's watch it for the podcast. Okay, so next week we're going to watch this movie. Hey, guys, I can't make it this week. Sorry. Yeah, I huffed a bunch of paint thinner and did gasoline <laughs> chasers with it. And then I watched two minutes of this on YouTube at 3.30 in the morning. Oh, man. I think you probably watched the trailer for it. I think so, it, yeah. I think this came from uh, someone else, though. It also came from Jeremy. Yes. Who I do not know, Jeremy, but I think you and or Brett does Hotlanta. I'm sorry, you or Hotlanta does. Uh, his brother-in-law, I believe. Is ooh. So thank you, Jeremy, for suggesting this. Yeah. And you know, Hotlanta, thank you as always. Yeah, always a pleasure to not have you around. <laughs> he's probably like hanging out with his brother-in-law right now being like hey man, can't we made those fuckers watch this movie yeah they're high-fiving drinking highballs yeah. laughing at our expense smoking cigars <laughs> lighting them off of hundred dollar bills because that's what hotlanta does we know yeah i don't know hotlanta probably is trying to light it off with nickels <laughs> that those sweet bw3 and Buffalo nickels. They're not legal tender, so you can't spend them anywhere, but no, they're good for lighting cigars off of, apparently. Uh, so, Chris, how does this movie start? Uh, well, it starts with a confusing opening. You mean like a kid just pointing a gun into nowhere over and over again isn't confusing or is confusing to you? Yeah, yeah, it was a little. <laughs> I can't imagine why. And uh oh, uh this is really hard to find turns out. Yep, I watched mine on YouTube and it was some old ass VHS transfer and boy was it hard to see things sometimes. Yeah, I would recommend going to archive.org and watching it there because it was a better transfer. Mm. But it's I'm like uh the, I'm waiting for the vinegar syndrome uh remaster of it. <laughs> It's one of those transfers, though, where, like, because it was 85, they opted for the weird, like, squish as opposed to the letterboxed. Oh, yeah, I got the pan and scan. Oh, my, this one was, like, squished. Oh, no, mine was pan and scan, and probably about five minutes into the movie... You could see the little display for the VCR pop up on it, and this was recorded in SA in SP. So thankfully, they did not go for EP or LP. And uh, yeah, 
I was like, wow, this really is a VHS transfer because there's the VHS information screen someone just actually accidentally hit the button for while they were watching this movie. Amazing. Yes. So, uh, yeah, a kid shoots a fox, apparently. Definitely a fox. And uh, he's excited, so he goes to tell his mom and dad. Yep. Uh, He's been, like, stayed up late, like, the last three nights trying to get this fox. Yeah. And they're and the the teacher that the school teacher lives with them? Yeah, well they live in some rural community in Australia. Yeah, they have like a one room schoolhouse in like nineteen eighty five. Yeah, there's like nine kids all for all from assorted grades who go to the same school. Yeah. So it's it's uh it's even smaller than the town I grew up in. <laughs> yeah, and that's saying something. Mm-hmm. I mean, we at least could manage, you know, 30 kids to a grade. And so uh, the teacher and the two, their two kids, uh, Shooter and the other one. McGavin? Yeah. They walk to school. Yep. And they just walk in front of a train for no fucking reason. I mean, granted, that train was stopping at the station they had just passed. But I'm like, they're train tracks. Why are you just walking right down the train tracks when there's a train on the tracks behind you? Because Australia, I suppose. I guess because fuck you, train. Yeah. I think that's the answer. And the, they head to school. They start doing school things. Well, we're introduced to uh, to Smokey. Uh, who is yeah. smoking in the bathroom. He's smoking in the boys' room. Yep. And uh, there's assorted other children. Yeah. There's like Toby, the young, the youngest boy. Mm hmm. There's um, a girl about his age. Uh, there's a girl about Smokey's age. Uh, yeah. I don't know. There's like, there's nine fucking kids. Yeah. Five boys and four girls, or some shit. I don't know. They are practically interchangeable, except for a few of them. Yeah, like three of them are important. Yes, or four. Because you got yeah. Smokey, you got Shooter, you got Little Shooter, and you got yeah, uh. Right. Well, and then there's the teenage girl. Yeah, the eldest girl. Yeah. Well, is, is Little Shooter is that the redheaded boy? Yeah. Okay. Because he's he's important for a small part of the movie. Yeah. And they're uh, you know they're schooling it up. They're learning about thematically math. relevant things. Well, there was math. They were learning about fractions. I saw them doing fractions on the board. Yeah. Because seven times one seventh is one. I I don't have the the wherewithal to know if that's an accurate statement. Yes, a number of times it's reciprocal is one, Chris. Don't talk to me like that. I'm not hot, Lana. <laughs> That's true. You are not hot. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, I mean, okay. he's not here, so someone has to talk to you like that. I guess that's true. I have to get a good dressing down at least once for no particular reason. 
<laughs> um, I have not called you stink dick nor told you to read your book yet. So I've not gone full hot lance on you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> There's been no mention of my genitalia and that I am eternally grateful for so far. Yeah. I really don't feel the need to talk about your genitalia, Chris. I'm not sure why that is. And that's why you're my second favorite podcaster on here. Aside from me, obviously. <laughs> obviously. So they're uh, uh, they're schooling it up, and a, a guy just appears in the window wearing a mask. Yeah. No, like one of the girls is like, hey, there's a cat and a duck, and they're hiding outside. And the teacher's like, okay, girl, first of all, what did your parents give you to smoke? And second of all, just sit down because you're talking nonsense. You're, then, full, you're full of breakfast yeah. mescaline. Just chill out. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, then a dude appears in a mask in the window, in like a duck mask or something. You're like, or a cat mask. And you're like, oh, that's what she meant. Yeah. And she tries to get Smokey to go lock the door. But, uh, oh, I left the little smokers out there. Maybe one of the other fucking kids. The tiny kid, Toby. Yeah, tiny Toby. Yep. <laughs> and he gets abducted Christmas by by Father Christmas, coincidentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they uh they storm in and they take all the kids and the teacher and load them into a van. Although the teacher like makes an effort to grab like some kind of knife like while pretending to get the, the first aid kit. And then they, they dump the first aid kit gets dumped, but the knife is never seen. But then the knife is never seen again in this movie. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. I was like, why did they go to the effort of that showing that? It's like Chekhov's knife and they just forgot to like use it the rest of the movie. I was like, okay, that's a choice, I guess. An editing choice that apparently happened. Well, if they don't use it again, is it Chekhov's knife at that point? Isn't the no, whole point of Chekhov's weird. knife like, to use like, it? They're like, hey, look at this knife. We have this knife. There's this knife here. Oh, look, she still has it. And then they don't use it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it was supposed to be Chekhov's knife, and they just edited it out at some point. I wonder what the opposite of Chekhov's knife is. Uh, Sulu's fencing epee, obviously. (laughs) Uh, That was fun. That's a fun scene. (laughs) Yep. Uh, Yeah. Oh, and um, just... To avoid confusion, uh, this they are getting ready for summer holiday, which is why it is almost Christmas time, because they're in Australia, and it is the fucking dead of summer on December 25th in, in Australia. And it took me a second to figure out why the fuck the dude was wearing a Santa mask, and then I was like, oh wait, no, it probably is December for them, they're just upside down over there. I just assumed that's what they had lying around. No, that was seasonally appropriate, Chris. Well, fuck me. <laughs> Not if I can help it. I appreciate that. <laughs> Again, that's why you're really nailing that number two rank. Woohoo! Uh, I'm a solid two. Yeah, you're you're, you're my Will Riker. Two. Yes, I'm a solid number two. So, uh. To the van they all go. Mm-hmm. And uh they're the 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 kids default to singing weird songs in times of okay. duress, which I is mean, fucking wild to me. I don't know. They're like they're like the Von Trapp family. It happens. <laughs> yeah, they're like the Von Trapps, but less mountains and Nazis. 
Yes. Uh, we can always do it with fewer Nazis. <laughs> True that. <laughs> yeah. And they're uh, they're driving them to location. Right. And uh, one of the kids has got to uh, make urine. Yes, she needs to be excused, miss. Because they called her teacher miss the entire time. Yeah, I also like the fact that she has to be excused in the back of a moving vehicle in the middle of a kidnapping fucking scenario. I don't know. That yeah. was funny to me. Yeah, because like, like, <laughs> like, I'm like, can I go to the bathroom? Like, did you raise your hand? Like, And she raises her hand to be called upon is the best part. And she's like, can I be excused, miss? And you're like... What? And she's like, oh, you need to then like they're like, oh, she needs to go to the bathroom. Okay, that makes more sense now. Like at 14 or 13 or whatever, there's these kids range in age from what, like 10 to fucking 15? I would say like 8 to 15 or 6 to 15. Toby's got to be like 6. Yeah. Like if I was 12... I'm pretty sure I would already know that, like, during a kidnapping scenario, the fucking Robert's Rules of Order don't fucking apply anymore in the back of this fucking abduction van. Like, well, and there was a hole in the floor of the van that they were, like, watching the road through occasionally. If I, I mean, I would surprise the, the, the fucking, like, people didn't be like, fine, just take a piss out the hole. I probably would have wanted to piss out of the hole, to be honest. Well, you do piss in, you like to piss in a hole. I know this about you, Chris. It's true. Your wife does not like you pissing into a hole, however. Yeah, she's square. Yeah, she's threatened to tell your mother. She doesn't get my artistic <laughs> vision. <laughs> the best part was she threatened to tell Brett's mother as well. <laughs> or yeah. Hotlanta's mother. Uh, keep, I, he's not here. I can still call him Hotlanta. You can call him whatever you want. He can't stop you. That's true. But, you know, I like to be respectful of his podcast name. I... I'm totally fine with you disrespecting him. I know you are. (laughs) (laughs) So they all stop. They stop, let everyone out to go take a piss. And the teacher is like, hey, uh, McGavin, why don't you go, uh, go, go, go run off into the wilds. See if you can find someone and tell them that we've been kidnapped and that where we're going or where we're at. And he's like, okay. And starts running. Yeah, even though they get into a fight, these kids can't stop fucking squabbling. Right? Like, all the time, they just are arguing about fucking nothing. Yep. Fucking kids. That's why I don't have kids, Chris. Because yeah. I argue about nothing by myself. I don't need someone else to argue about nothing with me. Well, that's why you just have to have one, and then mm. they can't argue with another kid. There you go. That's the way to do it. Well, you have them 15 years apart. And then you don't have to worry. That is what I hear, that uh, after after a certain amount of time between them, it's like they're an only child again. Yeah, when one of your two daughters lives on the other side of the country from you, they don't argue with the other one very much. <laughs> I can imagine. So, uh, yeah, he runs off. Uh, they start singing a song to distract their captors from the missing child. But then one of the little ones is all like, yeah, this is fucking Timmy's McGavin's. part or whatever. Yes, it's McGavin's part. And then uh, apparently that makes the captor realize that they're short a yeah. kid. Yeah. Father Christmas is like, well, oh shit, we're missing a kid. Slam Stop this the van. <laughs> Slam it in reverse. 
Yep. Back that van up. And, uh, I don't know. They find him or something? I don't fucking remember. Well, I'll be completely oh, no, no, honest. No, no. They, they back up a little bit and then they, uh, to where they took the piss. And then he, like, gets out. The Father Christmas gets out, holds a gun to Toby, and is like, I will shoot this kid in 10 seconds if McGavin does not, sh- if we don't get McGavin back. And so the teacher is, like, screaming for him because, like, she doesn't want to see the little, like, six year old boy take a fucking, you know, Dick Cheney blast to the face. And, uh, that's turned- so gross. <laughs> I worded it that way on purpose. Oh, God. <laughs> and, uh, the, yeah, so McGavin shows up, like, on the count of, like, eight or something to, to prevent Toby from being shot in the face with a shotgun. Yep. Well, and for Chris's sake, I'll say that. Yeah. Uh so they take him to uh, the rendezvous. Well, I say rendezvous like there's other people there, but yeah. And their their plan is to huck him into a cave and keep him in the cave while they, I don't know, go for ransom. Why they something? They never say what the point of kidnapping these people is. Yeah, well, there is definitely a gangbang thrown around. Yeah, yeah, because we're loading them in the van, like, the, when the guys, one of the masked guys, some of the other masked guys, like, hey, like, that teacher looks like she'd be good for a gangbang after all this, and you're just like, hmm. Yeah, no, that's not how that works. Yeah, don't think not she's going to be up for that know. sport. Nope. So they, uh, they, uh, huck them all in the cave, and, uh, the teacher lady is, takes inventory, Tries to get all the kids to calm down by telling them to eat some of their food, but not all of their food because they're all going to die in that cave. I mean, everything's cool. Yeah. So here's the thing. Does it matter if you space your food out or not? Like, I mean, you're still taking the same number of calories and the excess calories will be turned to fat. And you'll just burn the fat later. So does it actually matter if you space out your food or not? I, I don't actually know. Like this is like a yeah. Well, so the question. the change fat to usable energy is much more taxing. Better to not have to do that. Yeah, it's less efficient, I guess. Uh, yeah. Okay. I just that was the thought that I had in my head when she was saying that. I was like, does it actually matter? Well, they're all very svelte Australians. I mean, yeah. They're not Americans. I mean, no, they're, no, I mean, they're not like going to live for six weeks with no food. Yeah, Lardass Hogan was there. He'd be like, "Oh, fuck it." And uh, thankfully, the teacher seems well versed in burying survival techniques. Yep, uh, they somehow get a fire to last for like an hour and a half by feeding it paper. Yeah, I don't know what the hell fucking Australian paper was made out of in 1985. Mostly asbestos, apparently. Plywood? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that was the least realistic part of this movie was the fact that that fire kept burning. But then, like, some lady, like, some girls just got a bottle full of salad oil and they just use oil and a shoestring to act as a wick to, uh, to burn the salad oil. Because, you know, you can burn oil with a wick, but not with just lighting it on fire. Yeah, and I don't. Maybe maybe it's an Australian thing, but I don't think I would ever find a scenario where I would give 
my kid on the way to school for their lunch like a liter bottle of oil. Well, for her salad, Chris. What the hell kind of salad? I mean, you just, you, I don't know. You pick some vinegar. You have a separate bottle of vinegar. You put some vinegar on the salad. You put some oil on the salad. You got fucking salad to dressing on it. I don't know. That's just, I'm just, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. It's weird. It is odd. I miss an Australian thing. It's all Foster's and giant oil salads. It's definitely not Foster's because that's a Canadian beer. Well, don't I? It may, be, it may be Australian for beer, but it is made in Canada and they don't have it in Australia. <laughs> I don't know. I'm an American. You think I know anything about other countries? Nope. Just that you want to invade them, I think. All I know about other countries is craft dinner. That's right. And it's multitude of forms, including <laughs> gummy form. Also, there was talk about ketchup. Yes. Like. Yep, that is <clears throat> that is a thing. Craft dinner with ketchup. That's, uh, <clears throat> to use an American term, that's fucked. <laughs> I don't know if that translates to Canadian one-to-one, <laughs> but. Uh, oh, you're breaking Christian's heart now, Chris. Hey. I can hear it. I can hear it cracking right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Christian. But that's <laughs> fucked, Christian. That's fucked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they um, they make torches out of soda cans with salad oil and shoestrings. Yeah. To spelunk a little bit. Yes. Well, they noticed that the smoke... Is, is not collecting at the top of the cave and suffocating all of them like I assumed was going to happen. So there must be a way for air to get in and out. Yeah. Because the kidnappers put a big stone over the front of the cave. Yeah, and even with the might of a waifish school teacher and several children, they couldn't move the rock. Nope. He was immovable. Yeah, I was trying to find like a people's champion bit, but it wasn't working. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, there's no elbows involved. Yeah, I mean, they probably felt like they were at their rock bottom by the end of the by the after pushing all that thing. They looked like jabronis, that's for sure. <laughs> so uh, she decides to take a shooter. Yep. And they're gonna go explore a little bit. They find some water, which is running through the cave, and shooters you know he's well versed on account of he shot that fox so you know he's an outdoorsman yep he's like yeah the water's running downhill and we're on a a hillside so it's got to be coming out somewhere because it's not just full of water yeah and so she's like that sounds like a good plan let's follow the water and so they do yep and they find uh like a little a little pond kind of a thing, but they can see like, daylight. Like a grotto, almost. Yeah. And uh, the the teacher's like, well, I'll go check it out. I'm the adult, so I'll, I will assume the risk. Yep. So she strips down her underwear, and the teenage boy is distract, suitably distracted. Yeah. It's fair. I mean, at yeah. that age... 
you sneeze yeah. right and it's a bad scene. Yep. Yeah. And she uh she makes her way under like a big rock wall and finds that yep, they can get out on the other side. Reports her findings. Uh there's some talk about the the lantern that doesn't go anywhere, like their little lamp they made. Well, because he was running out of shoestrings. Like, apparently they're burning through shoestrings, which doesn't make sense to me because the point of the wick is it draws the oil up into itself and you burn the oil, but the wick itself does not boil or does not burn. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're using salad dressing, so it's probably not as efficient as you would hope. That is true. So she, uh, she heads back with Shooter to get the rest of the squad so they can all swim to the other side. Um... Uh, this scene feels like it takes for fucking ever. Yeah, because she like starts ferrying the kids one at a time over there, and then uh, like almost drowns for reasons I don't r- really well, understand. The, so I think what happened was one of the girls that she was ferrying started to panic, and was like pulling on the teacher and such, and was kind of drowning them both. And then shooter decides that it's taking too long and dives in and saves the girl. But at that point, the teacher was feeling like she was drowning too. So she was panicking, but then she found like an air pocket and was breathing in the air pocket until Sid could come, or I'm sorry, could come take her to the, well, and then he people over, including, uh, who apparently can't swim. Yeah. And they kind of bond over that because Shooter doesn't really make a deal of it. He's just like, fine, I'll, I'll help you out. Let's go. Yeah. So all the kids are buried across. They get out of the cave. Uh, Shooter goes and climbs up. I don't know. The teacher goes up to the top of the hill yep. to see if she can find anybody in the area, like a house or whatever. Yep. They see a house. And she sees a house just a couple miles away. Yeah, which turns out is more than a couple miles. Yeah, and she's like, I don't know. I can't judge distance. I'm a school teacher. Yeah, sorry. My estimate of distance in the middle of trying to save all you fucking shitbags for being kidnapped <laughs> was a little off. Like, My bad. As the crow as the crow flies, it was two miles. As the topo- as the topography makes it feel, it is ten miles. Yeah. Congratulations. Sorry, I'm literally carrying a child on my back right now. Didn't mean to be a little off. Yep. <laughs> but you know, whiny children. Are yeah. We there yet? Yeah, and they they sing on the way, like the Van Traps. Yes, the Von Trap family. Yes. Van Traps. The Van Traps. The Van Traps. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The Van the Van Traps. I saw them perform it uh, in Duluth. Oh, yeah, I really like the way they were singing. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> yes, it was not cold enough for them, though. Oh, heavens. Uh, so they get, they finally arrive at the farm. Yeah, and night has fallen at this point. Yep. And the teacher tucks her shirt into her skirt so that she looks a little more professional. Yeah, because that's the real concern, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm I'm this crazed looking woman with nine children. Can you help me? No, no. If I'm a I'm a fine upstanding young teacher, and I have these nine students with me that need your help. There. Well, I was gonna help, but your shirt was untucked, so yeah. uh, y'all can get bucked. Yep. <laughs> and so old lady answers the door. Yeah, but things don't go as well as they hoped because shockingly. The the kidnappers are at that farmhouse and have also apparently kidnapped the uh, the old couple that live in this farmhouse. Yeah, because the the uh, the kidnappers went to go give them their dinner and they moved away the stone and there was no one there. And so they assumed that the people would go to the nearest house like they did. Yeah. And, but since they have a car, they got there first. Yeah. And they uh they get all the kids inside and the teacher. Yep. And then all hell breaks loose. Well they have the they make the um they make the old lady cook them dinner first. Yeah. But they have to eat with their their backs to the children so the children can't see what their faces look like without the masks. And uh, everything goes awry. Yeah, because they're like, oh, well, we can put the kids out in the chicken coop or whatever outbuilding they have. We can put the kids and the teacher. We can put all the people in there. There's no windows. And then the, the, the wife, the old lady is like, you can't put my husband in there. He's got bad lungs. He'll die. And they're like, shut up, old lady. And then the guy like goes at him and they shoot the guy and he hits the fucking fish tank and he dies and the fish gets scattered all over the floor and the teenage girl decides that she is going to be broken up about the fish on the floor as opposed to the dead guy on the floor. I am so glad you brought that up because I was like, huh, (laughs) she's super concerned about the fish. Yeah. Fuck the old guy. I don't care about him, but these goddamn fish. (laughs) Hey, she, she was just trying to exert control. Where she could over the situation. I guess. <laughs> yeah, and they like they linger on it. It's weird. It was yeah. a weird choice. The director clearly was like, pick up the fish. You are going to care about these fucking pick, fish. Pick up the fucking fish. We're not paying you $3 an hour for nothing. Pick up the fucking fish. <laughs> you, yeah, it's Australia. There is no union. Just pick up the fucking fish. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the Australians probably have unions more than we do. They have a higher minimum wage, that's for certain. I don't I have no idea what the state of the Australian film union was in 1985. Yeah, I don't know. This would 1985 HBO seems like they totally would have hired non-union workers. Yeah. Now I mean they they were flush with that beastmaster money though at that point. <laughs> they were sitting on the beastmaster stacks, you know. Yeah. I mean, because that's what the joke was. Like, they showed that movie so many times that the joke was that HBO stood for, hey, Beastmaster's on. I'm 99% sure that's where I saw Beastmaster the first time. I I can guarantee you that's where I saw Beastmaster the first time. That's where I saw Popeye the first time. That's where I saw Kroll the first time. I want to say that's where I saw Masters of the Universe the first time. I did not have cable anymore at that point. I did, however, see Poltergeist for the first time on HBO. 
But yeah, no, uh, we had moved out to the country by that point where we did not have cable. So I had to watch Master of the Universe off of a tape that my aunt brought me that she taped off of either HBO or Showtime. It's, it's quality film. Yeah. By quality, yeah. I mean it exists and I watched it. Hey, it stars um, fucking Courtney. Mm-hmm. Fuck, whatever her name is. Uh, Courtney uh, Cox. Dolph Lundgren and Courtney Cox and Frank Langella. That's true. Yeah. They're all in that movie. It's a good movie. Skeletor is very, very blinged out. Oh, God, man. he I don't know how he maintained that figure with all the scenery that he was munching on. Yeah, it's real good. It's terrible, (laughs) but it's real good. It's so bad, it's good. So anyway, back to this movie, which is not Masters of the Universe and does not have a magical device that you play a song on it takes you to a new reality so they uh they escort all the kids to the barn or whatever the fuck it is yeah and the teacher yeah and uh oh they end up shooting the old lady too yeah and then they they threaten to shoot a kid every hour until something happens yeah Basically, uh, not sure what. No, I don't think they ever say. Yeah, but the thing to know is that they're going to shoot the kids. Yeah, and the kids are like they're going to shoot one of us every hour. Fuck! What are we going to do? And the teachers like the first thing we're going to do is stay calm because you can't make good decisions when you're freaking out. Yeah, and they uh they make a little fire. Yep. Uh, well, one of the of kids. What what one of the kids says that uh according to a show I forget what the fucking show was now oh it's fucking um Hill Street Blues <laughs> yeah <laughs> Hill Street Blues what I learned from Hill Street Blues the kid says is that as long as you don't see their faces they're not actually gonna shoot you and yeah, I'm like you can't identify them solid yep. I don't don't know what episode of Hill Street Blues that was but I'm into it yep. And uh, and most of the most of them drive off in a car, but they leave one of them to guard them. They do hear them arguing as well. Yeah, because some of them are like, "Hey, we didn't sign up for this shoot an old couple and then one child every hour thing. We were gonna kidnap a bunch of kids and then question mark question mark question mark. Nope. Step number three, profit. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so they leave one guy behind. Shooter recalls how you hunt rabbits which ha- helps them come up with a plan because apparently you have to go head on to a rabbit because they can't see directly ahead of themselves that's true okay. typically herbivores eyes are on the sides of their heads while predators eyes are on the front that is true I just assumed that they had like a wide angle vision of some kind so they could still see ahead of themselves nope they have a hard time looking straight ahead okay that's fair. I mean, you have rabbits in your house, so that I would trust your statement on that. It's true. Well, had. I think had. it was mean as shit, and we got rid of it. It is now living literally on a farm. We sent it to a farm. <laughs> Not like you tell your kid normally, which means your dog just got euthanized when you were asleep one night, but we actually <laughs> sent it to a farm, where it is now a big, mean, shitty breeding rabbit, and they're very happy with it. <laughs> Good. I think no, I knew, I knew you me. had a rabbit at one point, so I actually trusted your uh, statements on that. 
You ever got bit by a rabbit? It's fucking embarrassing. No. Fucking sucks. <laughs> you feel like an idiot. But in fairness, the rabbit was huge. <laughs> it was the size of a Volkswagen. It it was hard to pick up big. Like Yeah. <laughs> I I know of a rabbit that kicked a it was a cat got into its cage and just kicked the cat to death. Oh yeah, they they roll over on their back like a cat does, and they will just kick the shit out of stuff if they freak out. Yeah. Oh, also, if you've never heard the noise a scared rabbit makes, uh, avoid it. It's horrifying. <laughs> Is it like the noise that a uh, horny female fox makes? Uh, it sounds like people. It's really weird. Yeah. It's no. it's wildly unpleasant to hear. No, female foxes sound like women being murdered. Yeah, it is horrifying like we had the window open one like summer evening and it was like this woman started shrieking out in the neighborhood and we're like what the fuck like and like i almost called the police but my wife googled it and she's like oh it's probably a fox and i'm like i'm like really she's like yeah you're looking at this and like and yeah like and so the the guy whose farm we have bees on he used to be a cop and he and we said something about that he's like oh yeah like it was a fox wasn't it and like yeah like oh yeah we get call we used to get calls all the time for women being murdered in the woods like and we'd have to go out there and look just in case that was actually true. But every single fucking time, it was a fucking fox. Yeah. Animals make bad noises sometimes. Yeah. So, uh, the guy, the last guy comes in to, I don't know, chill with the kidnap victims, I guess. Oh, yeah. Cat face mask guy. Yeah. Um, the kids put on their their scheme. They enact fucking the plan. Yeah, which was we all sing a lot and share food, and then two the two boys, uh, Smokey and Shooter, are going to get tired and go to quote unquote go to bed, and then they're going to just fucking like hit the and then the the teenage girl is like, hey, that's a nice gun you have there. Like, is it just going to go off if I touch it? <laughs> that's, that's, like, I don't, I don't like, no, I don't, I don't like this bit, Troy. I know, but that's <laughs> what they were playing. And, and he's like, no, no, the safety's on here, so it's fine. And she's like, oh, that's good to know. And then the dudes just jump him. But the gun still goes off and shoots, to- shoots McGavin in the arm. Yeah. Which goes to show, I guess, um. I mean, it never happened to him before. It's the first time that ever happened to him, just going yeah, off no, like I mean, that. I mean, yeah, I mean yeah, it happens to guys. He's been under a lot of stress at the office lately. I mean. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh, shit, he killed McGavin. Yeah. But turns out he's not dead. He's just been shot in the arm with a yeah. bunch of buckshot. Yeah. And I guess they killed that guy because he never is there anymore. Like, well they did accidentally start the barn on fire. Wow. So presumably he just burnt to death in the barn. Yeah. Cause they tell him to put the fire out, but then later on the barn just is burning. So they're like, we, we thought we put the fire out, miss. Yeah. Oh, sorry, miss. We misunderstood. <laughs> yep. And then my favorite part though, is when they're leaving the barn and the teacher is carrying a kid like on her front. So he's facing backwards and she she comes around the corner, turns left, and there's just the duck mask dude has been decapitated, and his body falls off of his head in front of her, 
And then she's like, oh, hey, kids, let's go to the right. <laughs> and then just keeps going. And you're like, wow, dude, that like is some composure right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, she did send uh, Smoker and Shooter off to ransack the house for supplies. Yes. And they, and they uh, come back with a bunch of fucking Twinkies and shit. <laughs> yeah. And me personally... All I was doing at this point when they they meet back up in the woods with everybody and they're like, yep, they'll be on our tail at any second. I'm like, turn the flashlight off. Turn off your fucking flashlight. What are you even fucking doing? How about shut the fuck up? Yeah. Everybody stop arguing. Turn off your fucking flashlight. Be fucking quiet. Come on, guys. Get your shit together. Yeah, no. No no self-preservation instinct with regards to this at all. One boy gets like disappears for a bit and they hear a noise and he starts or and he goes like it's probably a wombat and i was like well i don't know does there square poop around or because wombats poop in cubes it's the weirdest fucking thing there's a lot of weird animal facts going on today it is but no yeah wombats they poop their their poop is cube shaped so they can stack it easier to to mark their territory I want to believe you so much right now, Troy. Cracked has told me this. That's that, all I can say. I I believe you, but that sounds like fucking bullshit. <laughs> wombat shit, Chris. That sounds wombat like wombat. That's a bunch of square-ass wombat shit to me, sir. <laughs> if Picasso designed an animal. <laughs> so, uh, they make their way through the forest... Two? Um, another cave, a different cave. Ex- yeah, she's like, I'm fucking sick and tired of caves. And Shooter's like, no, no, man, the cave's defensible. It's fine. Yeah, fair point. Yeah. I mean, so... Uh, and and then she utters my wife's favorite words because my wife watched this movie with me because she thought it didn't sound too horrifying for her, and it was not. And the teacher's like, let's have a council of war. And my wife's like, yes. My wife likes war. That's that's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I, I am too. Obviously, I did marry her after all. Fair enough. <laughs> so the uh, everybody is in the cave. They're tending to a little shooter. Yeah, it's like oh, he's not bleeding as much. I was like oh yes, because he's run out of blood. No, I guess that's not. He's still alive. Never mind. That's not the answer. Yeah. And uh, one of the kids is standing guard. Oh, uh, Smokey was. Because, like, she wakes up. Oh, yes, because teacher wakes up, like, in the middle of the night and decides to wander outside, presumably to pee. And there's Smokey, like, standing guard with, like, a shotgun. And she's like, what are you doing out here? He's like, well, I'm keeping watch. Which, like, Smokey was not, like, the responsible kid who'd be like, I must defend everyone else. And so she's kind of like, Good on you, buddy. But wake me up at four o'clock in the morning so that I can take over for you, so you can get some sleep. And by take over, and, she means fall asleep. Almost. Yeah, immediately fall asleep afterwards. Yeah, yes. good, great. Yeah. Also, he had his flashlight on while he's keeping watch. Bad, bad call, Smokey. I appreciate your heart it was in it, but like, yeah. turn off the fucking flashlight, guys. Come on. Because one, you're gonna draw attention, and two, you're gonna ruin your night vision. Yeah, you won't be able to see anything. They'll be able to see right where you're at. Yep, because they're gonna. That, that's how they get the rooster. 
Like the Alice in Chains song? Yeah, it's about shooting the lieutenant. Sniping a lieutenant. Or sniping an officer. They come to snuff the rooster. If and insert Hotlanta's Lance Stanley impression. <laughs> I don't know his Lance Stanley impression. He's he's done it at least once. <laughs> I'm, you think I remember anything that happens on this podcast? I don't remember what happened earlier in this particular I'm podcast. About three or four beers in by this point. That's that's because we're professionals. We don't even need mm-hmm. to pay attention. It just works through us. Yes, the, the spirit it moves us. You can tell by how we hit number of downloads all the time. <laughs> Multi-number number of downloads. Not just any podcast full of middle-aged white guys can hit number of downloads. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, because we are in a very small niche. That's true. Yeah, with the you know middle-aged white guys doing a podcast. There's not a lot of them, you know? No. Practically none. No. Yeah, practically zero. Although, in fairness, we have been doing this for, uh, turns out, a long-ass time, so... Yeah, like, almost seven years? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's fucking whack. Yeah, that's nuts. Like, when, like, people are like, we've been doing this podcast before podcasts were a thing. You're like, yeah, right, whatever. Like, no, we've been doing it for, like, 12 years. Like, oh, shit, you actually have been doing it for longer than podcasts were a thing. Yeah, I think it's eight. But there was like a year before we uh, enlisted you. Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah, I started on Orphan number 52? Yeah, 51? 50s, uh, early 50s. Early 50s. Yeah, Orphan's my first episode. I barely talked during it. You're welcome, everybody. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this movie... Uh, uh, Chris, I need you to uh, recite from your manual. So uh, the teacher wakes up and uh, she realizes that there is a like a fucking ravine kind of thing in front of him. Yep. And Father Christmas is standing in it. Yeah. So she takes a shot, she but it's just a mask. Yeah. The mask is just on a tree something. Yeah. And then... uh. The, they laugh at her because now laugh at you. they're down to two. Like the abductor squad is down to just Father Christmas and the other one. Um, yeah, not the cat, not the duck. I don't remember what the other one was. Mouse, I think. Probably, maybe, sure. Why not? You know, dead mouse. Dead mouse is uh the other captor. And uh, there they he starts hollering that. You know, Father Christmas will be back later, and then they're going to get theirs by God. Oh, yeah. And so they um, they start making punji sticks and spears. Yep. And, they uh, full Conan the Barbarian on them. Yeah, they make some wicked fucking death trap. Yeah. Which out of, uh, not as good as the one in Conan the Barbarian, but, you know. But it's similar. Uh, they rig up uh, like a bunch of rocks to fucking teeter over. Yep. Well, I think the one probably was already there because I can't imagine a fucking seven-year-old kid lifted up the rocks that were that big. Uh, no, there was like that boulder was like two of the kids together in size. Yeah. There's no way they were lifting that thing. I had trouble lifting an 80-pound bag of concrete today, so. 
And uh, they have a montage of them making spears and punji sticks. And they fill like the fucking ravine thing full of them. Yep. And uh, we cut to the the older oh. teenage one. Oh yes. And she's having her monthlies. Yeah, and she. What did she call it? She the curse. The curse. Yes. Is it must be an Australian thing. Eh, it's 1985, Chris. Is that what they called it? I I could see it being called that. Yes. Because you know we people don't deal well with sexual things, and apparently the Menzies are a uh, associated with that. I mean, I, 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 low key, I think I think it's cool. <laughs> I would call it that. Like, yeah, I've got the curse. It's my curse. I'm cursed. Yes. And then when I go through the change, I won't be have the curse anymore. Yeah. And that's why all women are witches in the most <laughs> cool way possible. Man, I wish I could fly around on a broom. Yeah. I mean, what, you get to be a crone at some point. That sounds cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Crone is a co- much cooler word. You have the maiden, the crone, and something else. Yeah, I'm just going to cough one day, dislocate my hip, and probably die. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're, you, know, you don't get testicular cancer, your balls kill you first. Yeah, God knows they've tried. Mm. I don't know if they've tried, because I'm not God, so... Well, I mean, he would know. Yeah. He would know by definition. Or her or it or it, whatever. Yeah. I don't fucking know. I, that's, hmm. yeah. So, uh, they the, the poor girl with, with her monthlies and no, like no tampons or pads or anything. Yeah, and the the teacher lady's like, "Hey, it's fine. Like, we'll we'll get this figured out." And uh, so s- the girl does the only reasonable thing possible and runs away. Yeah, and uh, the teacher is all like, "Well, fuck, not optimal." <laughs> nope. Uh, you all stay here. I'll go th- find her. Well, first she screams for her, which you know, yes. bad call. Yeah, because yeah, because the the two guys just yell back like, "Oh, so like, oh, there's there's a there's someone running around the woods for us to go harass!" Yay! Yeah, and uh, teacher runs off with a handmade knife of some sort to go find her. Oh, is that the knife that I was complaining about earlier? Maybe. Uh, no, this was like oh. weird. It was red and looked like it was made of like an aluminum can or something. Oh, okay. Never mind, because, you know, you had another knife, but you apparently forgot you had it. Yeah. And, uh, the guy almost catches her, but she, the the teenage girl crawls in a hole. And hides from him, yeah. And he runs by. Yeah. Even though she is, like, breathing so loud that I I don't see how he didn't hear that, but. Yeah. And also, she like had managed to like injure her foot or leg. Everybody has managed to injure something at this point. Yeah, she like twisted her ankle or something, or broke her leg, or who knows. And uh, 
he manages to catch up with the teacher, though. Yep. And chases her back. Uh, the kids go full Lord of the Flies as they arrive back at base camp. Yeah. Well, and, and she tries to hit him with, like, the swinging death spikes, and he dodges those. And then they both end up on, like, the, the edge of a cliff. And she takes him over the edge with her. Yeah, after the kids knock the rock fall over. Yeah, they tip over, like, the big giant-ass rocks on at them. And uh, they both fall into the, the punji sticks. Yep. Only the the kidnapper gets the full brunt of them, and the teacher does not actually get injured from them. Yeah. And at this point, they all retreat to the cave. Uh, Father Christmas has arrived. Finds uh, the guy in the punchy sticks, who turns out is just like laying there in agony, slowly bleeding out. Not dead yet. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah, he's just like, I'm very badly injured. <laughs> yeah. And Father Christmas is like, yeah, sucks to suck later, dork. <laughs> you suck. And he heads into the cave where uh, things don't go well. No, they kind of just gang stab him with spears. Yeah, and uh, there's there's kids. They they're going all in. Oh yeah, they're like, and they like they're dancing around afterwards. Like you know, like they get like fucking, they go full fucking Lord of the Flies on that guy. Yeah. Yeah, they, they fucking piggy the shit out of that dude. Yeah. And then we uh we cut to sometime in the future, days, yep. weeks, who knows. I don't know. A teenage girl has a cast on her lower leg. Yeah, and teacher's got like some kind of thing on uh, uh little McGavin. smokies all Mc- bandaged yeah, up. Mc- yeah, McGavin has his right arm in a sling. And uh I I don't know, corporal, some guy, and detective, other one. Yeah. Show up, and they're like, hey, we got a couple of quick questions for you about, you know, the thing that happened. And the teacher's like, well, you can say it in front of these kids. It's fine. Like, yeah, they, like they were all there, so it's not like you're going to, you know, traumatize them. <laughs> yeah. What could you possibly say at this point that was going to be more traumatic than the thing that happened? And uh, detective guy's like, no, but really, but seriously, like, but for real though, let's go in here real quick. Like, like there's some inconsistencies with the the between your story and the the facts. Uh, so could we uh, just like I don't know, go somewhere else? She's like, fine, let's go to the schoolroom. Yeah, and uh, he's trying to you know he's trying to be coy. He's like, so, you know, shit's just not adding up. You sure you don't want to amend any statements you gave to the police or, like, anything like that? And she's like, huh, I couldn't possibly know what you're talking about, officer. Maybe uh, stop being a little bitch and just tell me what you're trying to say. (laughs) Yeah, I say it to my face. Yeah, I'm right here, motherfucker. (laughs) And he's like, okay, fine. Uh, That dude was fucking mangled. Yeah, like... Uh, granted, he had been gnawed on by animals a bit, but forensics was like, "There's no way an animal did all of the damage that that guy suffered." Yeah, and as as he's um uh, making his accusations, 
teacher lady's like, well, they can't prove anything, so I don't know what I would have to possibly say with no proof. And then all the kids roll in. Yep. And they're just they like circle the cops and they're just kind of looking at them like, yeah, you do you want to mess with her? Because if you mess with her, you're messing with us and we will not be kind to you. <laughs> and uh, the cops just like, OK, all right. Uh, going to just not deal with this because um, I don't feel like it. Paperwork yeah. and such. <laughs> and uh, the kids all go home early because sure. Yeah, and then they what do they do, Chris? They pan in on what? A fucking heart in a jar. Yeah, because presumably they cut out Father Christmas heart and preserved it in a jar in the classroom. (laughs) As an everlasting reminder of their generalized badassery. (laughs) So, Chris, what did you think of this movie? Um, uh, it was definitely made for TV. It is a, I would even say it's a very soft PG. Yeah, I mean, you get the teacher in a bra, which I guess is probably PG, technically. Yeah, they say gangbang once. Yeah, and they kind of, like, imply that the the dudes want to do bad things to the teenage girl. Yeah, but everything is, like, subtext. Nothing yeah. happens on screen. Anytime somebody gets got, it doesn't happen on screen. Right. Like, uh... There's when, no gore at all in this. Yeah, there's just, like, some blood on shirts or whatever. Uh, and they're spitting on a dead animal because apparently that's good luck. I don't know if it is, but I'm doing it from now on. Remember that? Like, the kid, like... the, the Oh, yeah, the, he the spit cat. on that cat. Yeah, like it was like a dead cat or dead possum or something, and the teacher's like, "What the fuck?" And McAvin's like, "It's good luck." Yeah. Everybody knows that's good luck, and she's like, "Whatever, dude. I'm not even gonna like. I'm not gonna ask any more questions about this because I don't want to know any more answers." Yeah, I mean, it's it's okay. It's, I mean, it's a little flabby in the middle, like most of us. Hmm. Indeed. And it's it's interesting. Like the idea is interesting. It's it's just so toothless. Uh word on the street is this is gonna be remade, so that might be interesting actually. Yeah. A more like if they, aggressive if they harder, version. They go go harder on this, I think I would really enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, it, it's definitely the kind of story I like. I like the, like, revengey, last house on the left kind of fucking Ms. 45 shit that's up my alley. Kids, kids get injured. Yeah, I mean, kids kids get shot. You can't go wrong there. Always like it when a kid gets shot. Yep. He says, knowingly getting on a watch list. <laughs> well, that's why Holland suggested ch- children at play to us. Yeah, the only reason to watch that movie is the literal five minutes where they're just massacring children, which is just fucking bonkers. Funky donkey. I mean, it's on YouTube. It's not going to cost you anything. It's or archive.org. It's also on there, which also won't cost you anything. It's not even 90 minutes. I mean, you could do worse. But if you're looking for like a 
some hard hitting movie about abducted children and teachers, you're not going to find it here. I think I, there's something to it. It's just a little little tame for my taste. I say you could you could probably pass on it. I don't think you're missing out too much. What do you say, Troy? Uh, so I watched this with my wife because she thought it didn't sound too terribly scary for her because she does not like scary movies. And she was right. Uh, it was tame enough for her. Uh, she, I I kind I asked her what she thought of it if she would recommend it. She's like, I wouldn't recommend it, but if it was on, I wouldn't turn it off. And which is kind of how I feel about it. It was okay. Um, some of the survival th- stuff was kind of fun. Like, like, oh yeah, that might actually work. Some of that, like the the fucking like salad oil uh, lanterns. I have a feeling that would actually work. And I kind of attempted to try it with like olive oil or something sometime with some shoelaces. Uh, but overall, like it's yeah, there's there is a core here that is real good. They just they put too much soft chewy nougat around it to really be able to enjoy it so you know if you like your jawbreakers with nougat around them uh, you should watch this movie otherwise yeah you probably can skip it but keep an eye out for the remake because that might be real good it could be could be so what are we watching next week chris (laughs) we are watching fortress what again no no a different one Oh, okay. This is from 1992. With Christopher Lambert. Yeah. Which, you know. In a space prison, is that right? Yeah. Directed by Stuart Gordon is my understanding. Ooh, I know you like Stuart Gordon. Uh, He might be the most heavily featured director on the podcast at this point. (laughs) That's entirely possible, actually. Joe Dante may be number two. I don't know. I could think of at least three movies we've done. Oh yeah, no, no, you've done a lot. We've done a lot of Stuart Gordon because somebody likes Stuart Gordon. That's true. <laughs> We're getting dangerously close to running out of Stuart Gordon movies at this point. Oh no! That four? I just thought of another one. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> so, what if other people want to recommend a, one of the few remaining Stuart Gordon movies we haven't watched? Well, they could email us at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com. They could go to Facebook and reach out to us there where we're Slaughterhouse Princess. They could tweet us at Slaughter Prince, which is Slaughter Princess with no vowels in princess. Uh, they could go to our Discord at discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com and message us there on the hashtag movie-requests channel. Uh, or they go to our subreddit, r slash shppodcast. Uh, otherwise... If they want to listen to us in ways other than they are current, the way they are currently doing so, because I don't know, they're unsatisfied with their podcast experience, they could go to one of the other podcast aggregators like iTunes or Google Play or iHeartRadio or Spotify or Podbean or Stitcher or probably any number of other ones. Podburner, does that even exist anymore? Uh, they could, you know. And they could do that uh, if they want to support us financially. They go to patreon.slashprincess.com, store.slashprincess.com, and uh, either back us as patrons or buy merch at that uh, site, respectively. Yes, thank you to all of our delightful patrons. 
Yes, I am uh, with permission from one of our listeners and fellow patron. I am going to hopefully post a uh, heavily edited uh, episode to the Discord, the Patreon Discord on our Discord. Mm-hmm. Yes. So come back next time for another fortress. And while there are podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye. I feel bad for the listeners because there's no like we don't we don't I don't mock you that much because that's that's Brett's thing. Do you think that's what they show up for? I I'm pretty sure that's what they show up <laughs> for. I don't know what else they would show up for. <laughs> <laughs>